Coming at you pre-recorded from Cold Brew Studios. I am Greg. He is Sorcerer Chromatic, and we're here to talk about beer. Yes, we are. How you doing, man? I'm doing well. Yeah. Are doing you well. uh, Are you excited about I? You know, it's funny because I was editing uh, our last show, and I'm I'm like cringing at how we talked about Week 18 in the NFL, and we're doing this show. We're recording again on a Friday, and I know we're going to talk about football. We're going to talk about the playoffs. And by the show, that the time this show comes out, we'll have already known. And our, our, I don't know, our our predictions or our estimations or our guesses will be totally wrong. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I hope we get it right, though. Wouldn't it be something if we got everything right? And I know we get a couple things right here and there, but wouldn't it be something? Right. Anyway. Um, yeah, this is going to be a football-heavy show for those of you out there who don't like football. Yeah, you know, next week. And plus, I have a whole slew of shows coming out next week because of the Copper State Beer Festival and all my little recordings going on out there. There you go. Orale. All right, let's get to the show, shall we? Sure. All right, so I got in front of me. Remember the other day I asked you... Uh, um, which beer should I have? And it was between the haste pipe or the train bound for nowhere. Right. Well, today I have a train bound for nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> the pipe bound for haste. <laughs> That's right. Just mix them up. It's a mashup. Hey, <laughs> hey maybe. I- <laughs> Too bad I didn't know uh, like how to mash. I don't know how to mash songs up. I would mash up haste pipe. And the gambler. You mean hash pipe? Hash pipe, but I said haste pipe, right? Yes. So yeah, I would mash them, uh, mash up those two songs. I heard one the other day. I forgot if it was TikTok or Instagram or what you know, one of the or, or YouTube. You know, they all have like the same type of video apps now where you can just scroll through. But someone mashed up. Um, do you remember the time? With uh, what's that one Phil Collins had in the air tonight? Oh really? Yeah, it was it was like a dance beat to it, but it sounded like Phil Collins and Michael Jackson had a secret affair. Yeah, man. <laughs> it was it was pretty funny, dude. It was actually a very uh, funny uh, song, but at the same time it had a good beat. You know, you could dance to it. Did you stop everything and uh, reenact the drum? Uh- was it? What's it? The fill? <laughs> oh yeah, no, 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 yeah. I don't know if it's a fill. It's more like a, uh, uh, like a solo almost. But no, <laughs> come on, dude. <laughs> a drum solo that's not three seconds long, dude. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what I mean. It's like a, it was a set piece though. Uh, what do you call that? I don't know. That's a good question. We should ask our uh, cousin Sal Dirt. But I did hear, I, I did uh, watch a YouTube video about that recording, and he really liked but- the way, yeah. I'll say, but if anything, mm-hmm. it's the first beat drop, right? It is. Oh <laughs> shit, dude! Yeah, maybe it was the first drop. But you know, that's the thing too. You're right. It's not a fill because then the drums start the rest of the song. So it's mm-hmm. like the drum intro. It's. I mean. Oh yeah, there, that's a, there you go. It is a drum intro. You're right. Because it's yeah, it's very. It's just like uh, it's got the bass line or the the little rhythm section going on. Very almost. Right. Acapella. It, I mean, it, right. It, it like it, it um, 
you know, it's the intro to the to the drums of the of the music piece, you know. Right. So, but just, but I, what I was gonna say is is Phil really liked the intercom that he had with the uh, the studio engineer, and so they were able to get that sound from the intercom to the studio, and they were able to hook that up to the drum set, and so like that sound that he had for that song, like kind of like stood the industry on its ear and every drummer after that wanted that fucking sound. Oh, really? Yeah, very, very interesting <laughs> shit. But anyway, kinda let's like, get back. Kind of like when Michael Scott found out his phone is also a PA. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> very similar, yes, very similar. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, let's get to the beer. Let's get back to the beers. We got a, um, on a warm summer's evening on a train bound from nowhere. By New Anthem Beer Project, I have Train Bound for Nowhere, which is a hazy IPA coming in at 6.5% alcohol by volume. And now it has Strata, Amarillo, Eldorado, hops to it. That, just those three because on, uh, on the website, uh, it just keeps going as far as the description kind of blends in with the hops. So... The only uh, hops it has are Strata, Amarillo, and El Dorado. 6.5% alcohol by volume. Pop off. Pop off? Pop open? Pop off? Whatever. What beer do you have this week? Right, I have an interesting beer. I have from our friends down in San Diego, California. Sandor? From El- yes, from El Smith Brewing. Mm. I have one of their Speedway Stout variants. Ooh, all right, all right. I don't even think we've had any of them on the show. Uh, you're probably right. I know we've had Speedway Stout way back in the day, and I think okay. I had, I think I had one of their combos. Right? They did speed. They like, they collaborated where they did a Speedway Stout and something, and then something like they they double named it. You know, what I mean? something something. Dark side. Well, well, I, I, it's not on their. Well, it is on their website. Some of them. This one isn't, but. Because they have like a whole like little line now of, of uh, Speedway Stout variants, but they don't release them all together. Right. Right. So this is their Imperial Stout brewed with Mexican dark chocolate, sea salt, and Mexican coffee. Ooh, all right. Chocolate and salt go together very nicely. And coffee. Right. <laughs> so um, not too much on line with it, but the can says, For the special edition of our signature Imperial Stout, we were inspired to... Feature ingredients from our neighbors to the south. We used uh, the conforming trio of Mexican dark chocolate, sea salt, and Mexican coffee to give the beer delectable notes of cacao and dark fruit and subtle touch of cinnamon and a kiss of roasty earth- earthiness. So the glassware you should be using is a goblet. Serve between 50 and 55 degrees. Uh, pair as well with bunuelos. <laughs> Ooh, I like those. Those are the... Yeah. The Mexican wedding cookies, right? No, Bunuelos. Those are like those uh, those cinnamon uh, crisps. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're, you're right. I forgot. Yeah. Those are good, too, though. Yeah. I love those. Right. And uh, this one is 12.0% by volume. Alcohol. Very so nice. So a heavy hitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And without any further ado, pop off. Now, let me ask you a question real quick. Yeah. Because I, I, those for the thing. Have you ever had real Mexican coffee? Oh no! With the uh, the raw the raw sugar and everything, no, I don't think so. Right, and, and they also has a, a hit of cinnamon to it. Mm-hmm. it. It really reminds me of like a 
of Mexican hot chocolate. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, like like I that same in, oh, yeah. that same uh like ingredient for the spice and sweetness uh mm-hmm. uh to the chocolate is just in, in uh added to the coffee. Oh man, yeah. I, I love Mexican hot chocolate, especially when you uh mix it with milk, not not water. Oh, definitely. That's the way it is. And you gotta like boil boil the milk in the in the in the in the saucepan. The sauce saucepan. Well, you know, I had the, <laughs> if you have Mexican hot chocolate, it's not a saucepan; it's a saltén. All right, all right. <laughs> all right uh, to my beer, Train Bound for Nowhere. This is excellent. This is a really good hazy IPA. I'm getting uh, um like a like a sweet citrus and. A little bit of uh, some melon in there, and some uh, some some stone fruit, like maybe some peach or, or or nectarine or something in there. Really good, excellent beer. Love this one. Um, I actually might. I think I like this one better than the haze pipe. Oh, do you know? Yeah, I think so. I'm glad I waited for the show for this one instead of just drinking it because I'm a big alcoholic during the week. <laughs> very good very good uh, new anthem and uh what do you uh how's uh how's yours treating you or, or are you uh you still waiting for it to subside the uh, the foam relax it's just out <laughs> i know i'm teasing yeah no um right away just uh roasty uh roasty coffee with some chocolate going on it's there it's there it's gonna form nicely i could feel it Whenever. very nice yeah um Pulling the curtain back a little bit. Uh, yeah. While waiting for you, uh, this this beer was out of the fridge already for a little bit, so it's uh, it's almost there. You know what I mean? It's oh wow! All right, so you you pre planned? Yeah. I didn't pre plan. It just happened that way because you took because <laughs> I took too long, right? Yeah. Thank you very much. All right, we will. Hey, dude, I'm, I'm pulling back the curtain. Everything's yeah. Freaky. Big time, man. Big yeah. time. Uh, we will rate these later on our <laughs> untapped portion of the show. <laughs> Uh, just search Cold Brew Podcast on a, your untapped app and friend us and we'll friend you back. But right now, right. it's time for the beer news. I like it. All right. First item on the beer news. Here is the headline. Bay Area beer prices may rise soon. Bitch. Due to a drought-induced barley shortage. This year's drought in California was devastating for wine grape yields, and it was also terrible for the key ingredient in beer, barley. The shortage caused by weather conditions like drought and heat, rather than supply chain holdups, means that the price increase for Bay Area beers are inevitable, according to local craft brewers. Some brewers are worried that the crop issues could lead to potential quality declines, too. We're the real victims. <laughs> Despite the fact that the farmers planted more acres of barley than in 2020, the yield was still down 38% in Canada, according to a report. This is Canada, though. Um, according farmers, to the- farm, if you're listening and you're a farmer, you have one job. Get that <laughs> barley in the ground. Let's go. According to a report by Canadian Maltine Barley Technical Center, which described the 2021 harvest as one of the worst in a generation in both quality and quantity. Many U.S. breweries rely on Canadian barley. 
The U.S. only fared slightly better with a year-over decline of 33%. Climate change is real, and this emphasizes that beer is agricultural and great. You, I think you were the first one who brought that to my attention, that beer is an agricultural product. And just like wine, I know grapes are a little bit more uh, sensitive to climate change than barley is. But it's still an agricultural product, so... This is the uh, the result of a bad crop year, right? And and uh, you, you know, unfortunately, <laughs> I didn't go to a school with them, but like a a, a beer or uh, sorry, a, a college with a legit beer slash wine program yeah. will be a, an ag school. I mean, it just uh, you know, if so facto, <laughs> like we know a lot of people went to Davis, Davis, yeah, Davis ag school, yeah. huge. <laughs> Um, and then even uh, what's it called? Texas uh, A&M. Yes. No. I believe. Uh, never mind. I don't want to be. I don't want to be misquoted. Okay. Right. But um, anyway, so yeah, this is a. a um, let me see here. Let me let me continue with the story because it, it does concern a malting company in the Bay Area. Climate change is real. This is a quote. Climate change is real. And this emphasizes that beer is an agricultural ingredient, says Ron Silberstein, co-founder of Admiral Maltines, a first-of-its-kind craft, craft malt house in Alameda, uh, right next to the nuclear vessels. A malt Ooh. house like Admiral takes grain, usually barley, allows it to sprout, then roast to various levels from light for pilsners to dark for stouts for breweries. This becomes the building block of beer which is produced when all right this is kind of <laughs> explaining what barley is to beer but we already know we know y'all know that uh let me see here um while most grains can be used good quality craft beer is made entirely from malted barley and it's usually two row barley every once in a while you get the six row a drought and heat wave in idaho north dakota montana and western canada where most of the barley is barley used in u.s is grown meant crop failure and lower yields this year late season rains added to the problems leading to a process called chitting in which the barley sprouts oh, before <laughs> before harvest time in that scenario the barley would need to be used right away or discarded so anyway yeah so not only uh climate well climate change does not only just means heat wave, it just means erratic uh, weather patterns. Al Gore was right. <laughs> and conveniently so, bitch. yes. Sorry. Hey, hopefully in t- uh, 2020, uh, 2023 will be better with the, well, the 2022 crop will be better than last year. That does nothing for me now. Well, I'm just saying, you know, cross your fingers and your toes and your eyes and whatever, whatever, whatever else you can cross. All right, uh, moving on to the next story. This one, this one, I was at first, I was like, oh, this, this is a great, what a great story. And then I'm like, wait a minute, someone did this already. Budweiser says, find a golden beer can and you could win a million dollars. All right. But didn't Sam Adams do like a golden beer thing, a Willy Wonka type deal before? 
Uh, sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah, like you could. I forgot what it was. Oh no! It, yeah, if you, there was like six golden beer, golden label Sam Adam lagers out there, and if you found one, they would send you to Oktoberfest. Oh no! Uh, it, was, it was an Oktoberfest beer, like, but it was basically the same thing. All right. And and let's, I mean, let's be real. Even before the that. Ticket idea. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the 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 Willy Wonka thing. Even before that, Dunder Mifflin did that yes, in their Michael paper. Scott, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was the Michael Scott thing. Uh, let me let me read the part of the story here. Budweiser, the self-described king of beers, is giving people an opportunity to quote live like a king unquote with their new Willy Wonka-inspired giveaway. Only instead of a lifetime supply of chocolate and behind-the-scenes factory tour. One lucky winner will take home $1 million. In lieu of five golden tickets, Anheuser-Busch has hidden 10,000 golden cans in cases of Budweiser sold across the country. Anyone who finds a golden can is eligible to enter the drawing for the $1 million grand prize. To enter, consumers must post a picture of the can on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter tagging at, Go- at BudweiserUSA and using the hashtag, uh, hashtag live like a king and hashtag sweepstakes. Um, yeah. Are are any of the golden cans, and I'm using air quotes that people can't see, uh-huh. um, uh, in the 40 ounce variety? <laughs> no, the the 12 ounce variety. Oh, uh, t- oh, I don't think I told you that. Mm. My my wife asked me if I would ever like drink like a like a regular Budweiser. And I said, the only way I, you would find me drinking a Budweiser if it was a 40 of Budweiser. And she looked at me like, like, really? And she's like, but you don't drink 40s. And I'm like, exactly. But I, I, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. But you get what I'm saying, right? Like, if I'm going to drink Budweiser for whatever, how, sorry to sound arrogant, if I'm reduced to doing so, I, I might as well just drink a lot of it, right? <laughs> hey, in for a penny, in for a pound. There you go. <laughs> And, but also, I think then uh, what uh, I was about to say, punk IPA, but uh, Brewdog, Brewdog did something like this too, right? Remember, and that guy sued him because the can wasn't that worth its weight in gold or something like that. Oh yeah, the, these Budweiser cans are not gold, but they are golden. They're not right. made of gold; they're just like a golden color. And actually, the can on here says across the top. Says one million dollars, you know, with one with the six zeros behind it and the commas and everything. Budweiser, and then across the bottom says "Live Like a King." So they're unmistakable. They are totally um, conspicuously marked uh, cans. You know, Co- that's the problem, though. Well, there's a there's a damn barley shortage out there, and they're too busy making golden cans. <laughs> there's no shortage of Beechwood, though. Oh, really? Well. <laughs> All you gotta do is just drive the <laughs> drive a tree to the beach, and there you go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, the contest runs from January 10th through <laughs> yeah. False advertising. <laughs> <laughs> from January 10th through February 20th, a winner will be selected on or around February 21st through a random drawing. It wants to stop people from like taking a finding one, and then he or, her, or she and uh, he or she's friends. Just taking a picture with the same fucking can. 
Dude, that was my plan, and then he just exposed it. Nah, shit. Do you think AB and Bev is listening to this? They must, right? Who doesn't? <laughs> they got to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They'd be foolish not to. Yeah, we're, we're one of the longest uh, running beer podcasts out there. No Vegas is the best. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> All right. <laughs> was that allowed? My bad. <laughs> <laughs> two, two more stories. One real, real quick. San Jose's own Hermitage Brewing is closed. Cl- excuse me, closing. Hiccup <sighs> right in the middle of the fucking headline. Sad, sad, sad. Very sad. sad. They were a cornerstone in the San Jose beer market for a long time. They actually, actually, contracted brewing for a lot of brewers that were starting out. I mean, there's nine thousand breweries out there. You know, someone's got to go. If there's new ones popping up, you know, it's kind of like a attrition. But out right. there in, in San Jose, out in that part of that part of San Jose, uh, Strike is the only one left, right? Because there was Santa, uh, Santa Clara Valley Brewing and Hermitage. They were like the godfathers out there in that. Um, what would you what, what would you call that area of San Jose? A South Campus uh, area? Well, yeah, South Camp. Well, yeah, affectionately known as South Campus to mm-hmm. San Jose State, but I call it the the small industrial area. You know, yeah, totally industrial. Sh- yeah, a lot of shops, a lot of uh, warehouse uh, buildings. Where- yeah, business there buildings. Yeah, yeah. So um, the only strike is left there, right? Because it was just those three. No, but um, uh, the Silicon Valley, they um, there's a new place now. It's it's called like Native Fermentations or something like that. Hmm. Okay. I, I've I've yet to been there. Like I, I. So like yeah. If you're in the Bay Area and and know me and and know that that place, uh, I've never been there, so I'm, I'm not like trying to talk bad about it. I, if, <laughs> I hope I haven't got the name right, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I, I've yet to be there. Uh, yes, primarily because of COVID, but um, yeah. So as far as I know, that space is reoccupied for beer. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know the the story behind uh, the the company there now. What their uh, background is i heard they got a lot of support from when they started like they were known in in the uh in the bay area yeah so uh you know again you know best of luck to them like you said uh the uh it's a tough industry yeah it really is and yeah that 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 just kind of you know the head scratcher is so like yeah i have questions about like that facility alone like you said because they they contract beer for uh for a uh craft brewery site they they were one of the bigger operations well i know for a fact because i know the owner of the building okay you know i we i used to play golf with him because they own the that ca collective they own the building right and they actually helped out hermitage a few times because they were running behind and so they kind of um let them slide or not slide but at least defer like payments for their their lease for a while, but maybe they just, they just couldn't do it anymore, because there comes a time when it's like, especially right now, because the, the collectives are having a hard time in California right now. I just saw a headline that Newsom was gonna, the mayor or Governor Gavin Newsom was kind of um, like rewrite the 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 tax code, or he was gonna get some legislators to write rewrite the tax code for the the cannabis industry because they were kind of they're stumbling right now. Really? Yeah. So maybe the yeah the CA collective just couldn't uh, just couldn't foot the bill anymore just couldn't uh, uh, extend it anymore and Hermitage just couldn't keep up. 
anyway, um, so yeah, uh, little, uh, little, uh, what do you call it? Raise a glass to a, uh, one of the early pioneers of San Jose uh, Craft Brewery is uh, going down. That's too bad. I'd like to give a shout out to uh, Chris Toadman Hughes for uh, pointing this out to me because we follow Hermitage, but man, we follow so many different beer accounts. They, they just don't come up on our feed. So I didn't even know it until he pointed it out to us. <laughs> it's funny. I was uh, I was looking at his Instagram the other day, and his Instagram handle is Toadman's Tank Pictures. But when I first saw it, I thought it said Toadman Stank Pictures. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, what the fuck? This thing? What are Stank Pictures? Thought he was gonna have some like some who was on there, right? <laughs> anyway. Uh, Hermitage, damn. Um, but, but this—that's the uh, the community we're in, man. That's the the industry we're in. It, it happens. All right. And speaking of uh, breweries going down, Canarchy. Canarchy. Oh, that's uh, the Oscar Blues and Highlight Connect. Yeah, that's right. Cigar City. But yeah, they 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 brew Highlight. So I know what you meant. And there's a few of them, right? There's there's Oscar Blues, there's Cigar City, um, there's a couple of other ones in there. Uh, Deep Bellum, Parent Brewing, Squatters, and Wasatch. They just got bought up by uh, by Monster. The energy drink. Yeah, Energy Drinks, uh, giant Monster Beverage Corporation announced January 13th that they have reached a 330 million dollar deal to purchase craft beer and hard seltzer producer Kenarchy. Brewery Collective LLC officially entering the alcoholic beverage industry. This purchase may not come as a surprise. Recent months have seen numerous announcements of soft beverage mammoths foraying into alcohol. Immediate, hey, yeah. Are they gonna make five loco? <laughs> Just one better than four. Yes. Cinco loco. You know, I was, I was thinking. <laughs> Trademark that. Yeah. Copyright. Uh, yes. Patent pending. Um, I was I was thinking about it and all these like uh, what do you call it the uh, the soft beverage companies like uh, Coca Cola PepsiCo um, all the other ones that are that are out there I you know, I think Dr Pepper Seven Up they uh, they're losing they're losing market share because people realize that they're just they're selling diabetes in a can so you just know with not. the well, like, uh, you know, the, 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 the current generations, like the millennials and the Gen Z's are realizing like, these are, this is like poison we're drinking. And so they're starting to shy away from, uh, sodas and stuff like that. So why not get into the alcohol craze? Because Gen Z and, and millennials are not buying beer or wine or spirits anymore. They're, they're, they're going for this, the seltzers and all that crap. No, I get that. And I, I, you know who I blame? Trevor Wallace. Trevor Wallace. Oh. Dude, he's he's. A, <laughs> I saw one uh, he did about Waffle House the other day. It was so fucking great, man. <laughs> he's he's perfect for 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 TikTok. Oh yeah. yeah. He's a perfect comic for TikTok. He's so fucking great, dude. Did you see the one when yeah, he's the CDC? No, I haven't. Oh shit, I gotta uh, I gotta check that one out. <laughs> Anyway, for those of you who don't know, Trevor Wallace is, is the guy who first said, ain't no laws when you're drinking claws, and it just yeah. fucking took off. 
But that was right. when he had a, a, his YouTube channel, though. That was pre-TikTok. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, what's you, it called? You were, you were on him before I was. Yeah. I, I still follow him on YouTube, and yeah, I mean, uh, I, I, I don't have a TikTok, mm-hmm. so uh, yeah, I don't follow him on that, and uh, I, I understand the concept of TikTok, I'm just not on it. Yeah. So, uh, but I mean, Instagram yeah. has their reels, and YouTube has, has got the yeah. version of it, so it's all the same. No, but I, re- I remember you sent me something on TikTok, okay. and then I did. I just went to YouTube and looked it up, and it was there, and it was like a longer version of it too. So, oh yeah, it's okay. kind of like it's a uh, it's the same but different. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's a sh- it's the short form of the long long form of YouTube videos, but even YouTube's got their own short form version now. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. My my daughter scrolls through it all the time, and and a lot of a lot of them are just like if you you can cross platform shit from TikTok onto YouTube or Instagram, so it's all the fucking same, dude. Right. Anyway, so yeah, so Kenarchy is being bought out. Um, you know they're gonna uh, they already talked about uh, Pep. We I think we've already talked about Mountain Dew's already coming out with their uh, their own alcoholic um, version of Mountain Dew. Basically, it's the Mountain Dew syrup in a seltzer. Nice. A hard seltzer, anyway. So, yeah, Monsters <laughs> purchasing Canarchy. According to the website, Canarchy's beverage are sold throughout the U.S., 20 countries, and U.S. territories with seven manufacturers and 900 employees. The acquisition will provide us with a fully in-place infrastructure, including people, distribution, and license, along with alcoholic beverage development expertise and manufacturing capabilities in this industry. Hilton Schlossberg... Monster, he just sounds like a weirdo, or like a, a, a like a a smarmy businessman. Um, well, his name's Hilton and Schlossberg. I mean, <laughs> Monster's vice chairman and co-chief executive officer said in the press release, this deal is expected to close before the first quarter ends in April, with Monster paying the entire three hundred thirty million in cash. Straight cash, homie. <laughs> exactly. All right, man, you know what time it is? I think I do. It's time for my favorite segment of the show. It's time for the cold brew list. Let me ask you this. Hmm. What after 18 grueling weeks just concluded? 18 grueling, man. These are, that was the longest 18 weeks ever. Right, but you know what? When it, when it first started, I'm like, oh, we have 18 weeks, and it, when it ended, it was like, it felt wait. like 17 with a break, though. No, <laughs> when it, when it ended, I'm like, wait, that was 18 weeks? What the fuck? Right. The <laughs> How about why did it go so fast? Oh, that'd be the NFL season you are alluding to. Yes, yes. Uh, by the time this drops, uh, uh what's it called? Timestamp. This is uh, Friday night. Uh, what January fourteenth? Jan fourteen, yes. Yeah. So the the first round of the playoffs would have happened. However, mm-hmm. I'm specifically talking about court, coach's corner, our last segment of the uh, analyzing the rookie coaches of this year's NFL season. The 2021-22 season, regular season. Regular season. Right. Right. So. Hmm. How did your boys do? 
We had what? Uh, well, we 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 have a new one from well, yeah, uh, we'll since get, the we'll last time. That. Yeah, yes, we'll get to that. Okay, so let's see. The MCDC, what do you call him? Yes, yeah, MCDC, Motor City Dan Campbell. So, you know, this guy came in with a lot of uh, what do I say? Baggage. No, not baggage. Just a lot of, lot of hurrah, lot of, lot of, lot of big talk, lot of. We're, you know, we're, we're all in it. We're a heart, you know. The whole, you knock us down. You know, we're, we're biting your kneecaps when we're getting back up, type of stuff. You know. <laughs> that, yeah. that was that was that was his press conference. Yeah, you know? yeah, I remember that now. Yeah. He's got greatness and toughness to his team, and you know, to his extent, you know, his players bought in. Right. And uh, you know, they they the last. Uh, Five games for them. They went two and three mm-hmm. to finish the season three thirteen and one. So you know they, they got a little squad going, if you will. Um, yeah, a, a lot of uh, what you called, a lot of room for improvement. However, they, uh, they beat for, Arizona for, though. Yeah, they did. Yeah, I guess you call that their marquee win. Yeah, they they beat Arizona and then they who was first place at the time, right? Uh, I, I forgot. I for- okay, yeah, I don't put you on the spot, but well, yeah, you know what? Because Arizona losing this week gave the Rams the the championship. So okay, yeah, yeah, well, they might have cr- crisscrossed a little bit, mm-hmm. but uh, what I'm saying is, you know, the last uh, quarter or, or five games of the season are well. If you want to throw in six, they finished strong. That's when they got their three wins. Yeah, so they were 500 the last yeah. uh, six games of the yeah. season. Yeah, and for, for all the sports talk I listened to, it, you know, that just shows that, you know, uh, he kept the locker room, the guys bought in, the guys were willing to, to, to fight and play for him. So They were in, they were know, in a lot of games, though. Right. Yeah. You know, they, they were they had some close games, like early on, uh, like the Baltimore game, the Minnesota game. Cleveland, uh, Chicago. Right. Well, Pittsburgh, they tied. <laughs> they were in that one. <laughs> Go ahead. So, uh, with that said, they still uh, ended up last in the AFC North. Yeah. And uh, well, let's see. They can only go up from there. I don't, I don't yeah. know where they they land in the in the whole draft uh, number scenario. two. Oh, they're they're two overall. Yep, they're no, two two overall. Yes. Okay. Uh. Moving now. All right. To the Houston, Texas. David Coley, uh, he interviewed a whole Texas shit tornado. <laughs> I can't believe right. it. Uh, you know, uh, maybe if, uh, stepping on your, your, your future um, talking point, but it, I can't believe they fired him. Right. I was going to say at the, at the end of his record. So let's finish up. So the last five games of the season, he went two and three, giving them an overall record of four and thirteen. God, this sounds weird with the new record format. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Like I've heard to say a four twelve team. You know, you know the the correlation is just all wrong now. Right we're now. so used, to, yeah. We're so used to e- even sounding uh, records. Right. Um. Yeah, with that said, you know, they started off the season with a win with Jacksonville, and they lost their string of games. Uh, beat Tennessee, but the, yeah, the last uh, five games, like I said, they won two out of three to finish the season 14-3. and three. 
and uh, David Coley was fired by the Houston Texans. Now, I've heard from a lot of people that he was uh, just a placeholder coach. Yeah, like we, we, talk, we talked about that early. Yeah, yeah. That I, I heard I heard it on like sports talk, not like you know the drunk guy in the stall next to me at the tailgate, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh is he from uh he's from the patriots right coley I, I have no idea man I, i'm pretty sure he's a is a patriots guy if you want to look that up well i talk a little bit more okay uh so yeah he, i mean he was just in a t- tough situation and it, it 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 is it's it's almost like he's a he's another victim of the deshaun watson thing so i mean he might have a lawsuit going on as well uh, <laughs> um, no, actually, no, 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 not, not to make light of the victims of uh, Deshaun Watson if uh, right. he, he did anything. <laughs> I, I just thought you meant because of the whole like we're, we're going all in on this guy and and he ended up being a kind of a bust because of off field uh, shenanigans. Like, like Bill O'Brien, he was he's a victim because he went all in he was the one who who got Deshaun there and everything and he kind of uh, fell victim to the fact that the Texans were bad I thought that's what you meant not not that he was a assault victim <laughs> uh, but um Coley came from uh, the Ravens oh he did oh, okay. yeah he was the assistant head coach a wide receivers coach and passing game coordinator yeah <laughs> the one team that don't pass the ball. Yeah, yeah no shit. Yeah, they either, yeah they run or they hand off. <laughs> Their quarterbacks are running back. <laughs> yeah, he's the, he's the third running back on the team. And before that, he was with the the Bills for a couple of years as a quarterbacks coach. So yeah, you know, he was never with Belichick uh, and the Patriots. Oh. Oh, okay, I I thought he was for some. Oh, oh, you know what though? It's the hmm. uh, that other guy that like the the GM guy that that's from. Uh, from, oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah! Right, the the GM for the the Texans. Right, and right. he started off with like as the the team pastor for the for the uh, Patriots, and I heard <laughs> yeah. they, they were saying uh, like I, I think it was McAfee who was talking about how he uh, he list he he got the uh, he got the coach's earpiece during the games. Oh, like, okay. Like he was able to listen to that convo. Yeah, I get it. Now. I get it as a GM. Maybe you want to tap in and stuff like that. However, uh, I've never seen a, a GM wired up during the game when they show him on TV. You know what I mean? Like like John Lynch. Yeah, I mean not just John Lynch, but any GM. Yeah, yeah. they 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 run the office. They don't run the the game. Right. And shit, if if anyone, I, I'd give one to John Lynch because he used to play the game. He's a hall of fucking famer. No, definitely. Yeah. At the same time, they said that his uh, ah shit, I can't think of that guy's name. But at the same time, they said his role. Uh, oh, at, Nick Casario. Uh, I just looked it up right now. The yeah, GM for it, the it, Texans. Right. His role at, back at uh, at, at New England was uh, the analytics guy. So he would uh, he would say to I don't think he would say it straight to the to the head coach Belichick, but to to the uh, OC or DC like. You know the the stats say that you know if you go for it on fourth down now it'd be better than waiting later. You know, like that type mm-hmm. of stuff. Yeah, um, I was looking at his Wikipedia entry, and he at uh, in the Patriots. He in two thousand seven he was a wide receivers coach, um, and 
2001, he was a personal assistant. Then he was an area scout, director of pro personnel, director of player personnel, and uh, now he's with the Texans as a GM. Let me say it now, huh. and uh, because I might forget. Okay. But going to, back to the Raider game. Yeah. Which one? Um, the, the tuck rule? The, uh, no, no, no. The, <laughs> the, the, the one that just passed. The one oh. that... The one that everyone thought, okay, the Raiders are going to lay up and do a tie right here. Yeah. And then the Chargers call a timeout, and um, then the Raiders are, okay, we'll run the ball. and, and They converted, they yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, well, I don't know if they converted or just got close enough for a better kick. But what I want to oh, say yeah. is uh, the, the uh, Chargers coach, Staley. Oh, yeah. shit. I should just wait. No, I'm going to forget now. Um, yeah, go ahead. I listen to, I listen to Mike Lombardi. Uh-huh. Uh, his podcast, and uh, he's an old school GM. And uh, right. he goes, you know, I, I love the fact that Staley's an, anal- an analytics guy that fails. So if he fails enough, maybe all these analytics stats will show that this shit doesn't work, and they'll go back to traditional football. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, that's not what he said. That more or less, that's what he was implying. You know, yeah. like uh, if if you if you guys listen to the GM shuffle, uh, you know, in so many words, that's basically what he was saying. Analytics works really well in baseball and basketball because there's a lot more games, a that's lot more exactly data. That's exactly his thing. There, yeah. there's, there's way, it's way more sample size. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, you know, two across the ball could be uh, a huge gap of, of talent as well. Yeah. And and I, I believe in, in football more than any other, any, any other game, there's momentum. Right. There's a feel. There's there's a definitely a feel. Like I told you that when the Niners lost the Super Bowl to the Chiefs, I felt the momentum shift in the in the Watkins play, the 44 yard catch from from Mahomes to Watkins. That was that was the momentum shift uh, moment. What's his name? Sa- yeah, Sammy Watkins. Oh, was it Watkins? No, the the I thought it was uh, the Speedy guy. Oh, Hill. Yeah. Oh, the whole play. No, the, no. The, for, for me, the it was third, the third and fifteen. Yeah, I thought th- the wasp. I, I'm pretty sure it was it was Watkins who made the call or the made the catch because that was when I felt like the the momentum shit. That's when I personally felt it. No, you're you're talking about Hill with the wasp. You're talking about that play. No, nah, no. Nah, speaking out of your ass. All right, let's get back to this uh to this the the coaches thing. Okay. <clears throat> All right. So going on next. To the Jacksonville Jaguars. Hmm. Your, your boy, Urban Meyer. <laughs> All right. Last seen at Urban's Chop House. <laughs> Is that what it's called? The His fucking bar slash restaurant? But yeah, it's called. The, well, the restaurant is connected to the bar. He wasn't at the bar. Or was he? I don't know. He yeah. went to the restaurant and ended up at the bar. And yeah, he was dancing with the, with the unnamed woman. Yes. Well, he went 0-1 the last five games. <laughs> he lost his last five games in a row, though, right? Uh, yes, he yeah. lost the last five games in a row. And then the story came out about... Uh, what, he like, what? He, he freaking kicked his punter in the thigh. Like, you know, uh, the guy's name was Lambo or whatever. That, I mean, mm-hmm. so many people talked about it and like just the whole, you know misuse of power and whatnot and you know say what you want about a kicker but i'm willing to bet that if uh you know you take an nfl kicker and line up 10 random guys like the kicker will kick 
eight of their asses, no problem. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. <laughs> and the other two are gonna have a you know a handful. You know. So I mean, who, who does he think he is? You know? Yeah. And and you know, I, I'm not a pro athlete, but you know, or a college athlete or any athlete. But well, the, the only reason the only reason he's a coach is because people will listen to him. Mm-hmm. They they they're they're allowing him to coach them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially at the pro level. So so who is he to kick some guy <laughs> because he missed a preseason kick? You know what I mean? How many college punters has he kicked? Right, yeah, that's that goes thing. yeah, so, that goes in report. Is that his thing? Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe not that specific action, but how many other people has he physically assaulted? No, yeah. Yeah. He this could be good. like Deshaun Watson. He he just goes he he's actually worse than C Spurrier. C Spurrier used to be like the the benchmark joke college coach going to the NFL and lasting a short time. Like Urban Meyer is going to be the new fucking benchmark for this. What about Saban? Oh, Saban at least was a season. Yeah, and then when Saban back went went back to college, he started winning again. But yeah, I mean, Urban Meyer is, is the worst, and and they didn't have the off field uh, um, shenanigans that. Urban Meyer had. I get that. Yeah, super bad. Totally bad. Bad call by the the Jaguars. Anyway, keep going. Well, yeah, he was let go after week, whatever. Mm-hmm. Do I do his pickup now or later? I uh, whatever, whatever you want to do. Okay, we'll do it later. Okay. Next, your boy Robert Tyler. <laughs> my boy. He's more your boy because you you understand uh, you knew how to pronounce his name before I did. I used to call him Soleil. Remember? All right, point taken. All right, well played, well played. All right. <laughs> how do you do? So, so in our last quadrant, he was one and four, mm. ending the season four and thirteen. Now, of all the head coaches, yeah, he had in all of our little breakdowns. He had one win in every little segment. Oh yeah, hey, good for him. one win every quarter. Good for him. Yeah, yeah. very consistent. Yes, <laughs> you could lie on that. All right. Every fourth game, bam, in your face. <laughs> it's like me and my my golf game. One out of every right. four shots, perfect. Right. Uh, <laughs> most notably, he uh, his loss against Tampa Bay was the. Uh, the retirement game of Antonio Brown. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> they were winning that man. That was a good fucking game till Tom came back and and yeah. and stabbed them in the heart. He he should be Salah should be what five and twelve then should be. But Tom Brady happened to him because Tom right. Brady's like, hey, I'm Tom Brady. I played against you guys what like forty times in my year in my my right. my career. I know how to beat you guys. Yeah, 20 times two. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm Tom Brady. You're the Jets. This is how it plays out. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, did you forget? Yes. All right. So, uh, oh, real quick, going back to the Texans. They were last in yeah. the division. The Jacksonville Jaguars, well, they're to be continued. Mm-hmm. And the New York Jets were the last in the division with right. 4 13. But you said the Texans have the tiebreaker pick. The you know the uh, um, 
Texans have the tiebreaker pick for what? Oh, for for uh, the Jets and for the, the Texans. Pick. Yeah, yeah. I, I believe so. Yeah. But but still, the Jets have like two top ten picks. Forgot who oh, they yeah, got yeah. it from, right? Yeah, there was a point of the season where, where uh, like, oh shit, I want to say like, the Jets had seven eight, the then the Giants had uh, um, like nine ten, and then the Eagles had like eleven twelve or something like that. Like like, right. those three teams had like six uh, six picks in a row. Right. Oh, yeah. I've, yeah. I, I remember seeing that. Yeah. All right. Moving on to Nick Sirianni and the Philadelphia Eagles. They finished their last uh, section. I don't want to say quadrant because it's not an even. You know what I mean? No, yeah, whole, but I mean, yeah. we're rounding. Right, the last, the last sector of their, the last segment of their schedule. <laughs> they were because of the bye. They were three and one. Oh, all right. Yes, they finished strong. Yeah. Talk about consistency. Mm-hmm. They beat Washington 34 to 10. They beat the Giants 34 to 10. And they beat Washington again 20 to 10. Mm, the defense is holding strong. Yeah. Yeah. They're good for 10. But then they lost to Dallas. And then they gave up to Dallas. Yeah. They gave up a 50 burger. But they did start. They, they sat a lot of people. And I think, uh, what's the name? Gardner Minshew, the second, played the game. Well, yeah, was it? Yeah, I know. Hurts uh, did not play. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they were seeing a, a lot of uh, a lot of the, their backup players play. Didn't, didn't they like their center? They made a big deal about their center, like uh, being like. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. He 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 did the first snap just so he could get his start streak in a row. Right. Which I think is a that's a bullshit way to say it. You know. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, he still did it though, and yeah. if that's what if that's what counts, that's what counts. Right. And uh, well, never mind. All right. Continue, but they're in the playoffs, though. They are, yeah. That's the They're they they finish second in mm-hmm. the uh, in the uh, what is it? In the NFC least. I mean, East. <laughs> right. They they have two teams in the playoffs. They're not really the least this year, though. Nah. The least. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So uh, yeah, they're second. They're in the playoffs. They ended up. Uh, Nine and uh, nine and eight, mm-hmm. and they're uh, they're what you called? What do I say? They're the seventh seed. Yeah. And then another thing, uh, these national uh, sports programs got me on yeah. the radio. Like, look at the teams' uh, last game entering the uh, the, uh, the, playoffs? the playoffs. A lot yeah. of them lost. Yeah. Well, yeah. I would say they they lost, but at the same time. Um, you know the whole. You know, did they lose like the Rams last, or did they lose because you know they, uh, they kind of they yeah took they, it easy yeah, yeah. They, they they set their starters for most of the game. They rested people. Right. It's an interesting take to look at. So yeah, if you want to say it, they 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 kind of uh, laid up the last game. Let's see what that does. Because uh, they were in the playoffs regardless. So I right. mean, if. If it's going to change your wild card status, as far as seeding, you know, if it if it's wild card versus uh, division, mm-hmm. then yeah, you know, that's that's a, that's a no brainer, obviously. Right. But if it's uh, if it's yeah, if, it, if it's seven or six or, or six and five, uh, 
you know, it's still going to be a rough, a rough path regardless. So, uh, why mess around? Right. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, you're not gonna, you're not, gonna, you don't have the chance to host the game. So why, why, yeah, why fuck around and try to rest your starters and go as far as you can? Because wild card, a wild card could still make the, the Super Bowl. We've seen it. Shit, last year, Tampa Bay won the whole fucking thing. And they were a wild card. Right. And then uh, when we lost to the Ravens, when the Niners, when the Ravens beat the Niners, yeah, they were yeah. they were a wild card. Yeah, uh, we were on the road for every playoff game. No, right, the, uh, the Ravens were. The Niners. Uh, the Niners had the, the the one game. But the one against the. Well, the, the championship game was was at Mana, but but we were. Uh, we were the West champs that year. Okay, well, I remember. I remember they went to Green Bay. We beat Green Bay in Lambeau. Oh, that was the year after. Yeah, we, we beat we beat Carolina in Carolina, then Green Bay in Lambeau, and then we lost to Seattle in Seattle. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. That, that right. was the year after. I, I'm getting my my years confused. All right, well, All right. Let, let's let's stick with the uh, the coach's corner. So who's next? Right. Arthur Smith. Oh yeah. Your boy from the Atlanta Falcons, son of uh, Fred Smith, uh, my CEO. Right, I know that's uh, that's crazy. <laughs> right. <laughs> so he went. The last quadrant was, or segment was two and three for him. Okay. They uh, they beat Carolina, lost to the Niners, beat Detroit, lost to Buffalo and New Orleans, which. Was an important game for New Orleans because they had to win to have a chance to get in the playoffs. Right. So Arthur Smith, he uh, finished the season as uh, seven and ten. Still has his job too. Yeah, still has still has his job. Yeah, Sirianni still has his job. By the way, he's, he's actually working this week. Right. Um, or well, he's working the week that we record. I don't know if he's working the week the show drop. Nice. Um, <laughs> nice say, huh? You like that? Yeah. Um, he, uh, yeah, he ended up seven and ten, third in the uh, NFC South. Mm-hmm. And he will, I guess, continue to build from there, just like MCDC Robert Sala and Nick Sirianni. Hmm. Moving on to the LA Clippers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, San Diego. San Diego, Wales, vagina. <laughs> All right. Um. So the Chargers finished the last segment of the season, three and two. Nice. Well, three and two. Very yeah, good. With yes, wins especially wins over the Giants, wins over Kansas City. They they thirty four to twenty eight over Kansas City. That's mm-hmm. a nice one. Uh, lost lost to Houston. I don't know what happened there. I bet they were good in that game. Uh, then they they beat Denver and they lost to the Las Vegas Raiders in overtime, week eighteen. You know the the whole thing though too with the with the overtime and the uh, you know however it finished is like, do you still trust the uh, <laughs> you, you still trust the uh, what you called? The your opponent to lay up like were the Raiders really really going to lay up even if they didn't call a timeout you know what I mean? and the the Raiders were up fifteen 
Yeah. Oh, that's another thing. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about a great uh, comeback by the kid. I mean, of course, you could say, yeah, it's a, it's prevent and you know blown coverage and stuff like that. It, and it's funny. It's like, is <laughs> it's the the whole uh, stat of uh, what I call a, a they call it a, a pressure by alignment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't get. Does a pressure mean that the the ball was incomplete because of him? Mm, that's a good question. Because, like, yeah, they say like Max Crosby had uh, eleven pressures that game. It's like, well, yeah, because the kid, well, the kid threw it like you know seventy times, <laughs> and then on top of that, it's like, oh, that's great, you made him rush the throw, but if he converted on fourth, uh, is that really a pre-? you know that whole? Uh, yeah, I don't know what constitute constitute pressure, but yeah, that, that's a good that's a good uh, that's a good point. But yeah, I mean, uh, you know, he was under fire. The Raiders were bringing it, but yeah, they were they were coming up with these these great plays, and then you know, they they're doing the whole what's it sabermetrics or whatever mm-hmm. right. and analytics, <laughs> and uh, and then all of a sudden they they punt, and it's like okay, <laughs> you know. Well, the, the Raiders' defense is suspect too because they give a bu- a bunch of four four and tens like uh, towards the end of the game and even like right. a fourth and twenty one. Yeah, they get a little, but you know, yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah wasn't it like yeah fourth and twenty one and the guy scores a like a twenty three yard touchdown anyway? So yeah, like what? <laughs> <laughs> right. So yeah, the the defense. I mean, Carr and 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 the gang on the offense. They they're great. They. They know how to, to move the ball, but the uh, the defense can't stop fucking worth a lick towards the end of the game. Well, I mean, yeah, but that 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 could be a lot of things. Just uh, you know, uh, conservative play. You know, the whole yeah, pre-vent, and even in playoff in playoffs, coaches get way yeah. more conservative in the playoffs. Right. Yeah, and, and that's the dangerous thing about prevent is like if if a receiver gets in the open field, all he, all you got to do is beat one guy, right? right? And then everyone, yeah. everyone else is chasing him. So it's like it it was a good game though. I, I'm not gonna yeah. lie. Oh I mean, man, it was feel. fucking crazy. It was a one of the craziest yeah. game all year, and it was the very last game of the regular yeah. season. What a I, 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 yeah. I was ready for Derek Carr to come out and say, "Are you not entertained?" You know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, for real, dude. For real, that's that's great. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. All right, let's get let's continue, man, because we're we're, oh. we're dragging this along as we should. All right. Yes. <laughs> Next is, oh wait, so uh, yeah, well, the Chargers end up uh, eight and three, third place in the AFC West, and they are not eight in three. the playoffs. Nine and eight. Nine and eight. Whatever. Yeah. I say eight and three. <laughs> <laughs> well, you you saw the third place, so they kind yeah. of yeah. Uh, next up is uh, the Arpaisan, Rich Basaccia. <laughs> uh, you know, I, you know, I listen to to Bill Simmons. He calls him Pit Boss. Oh yeah, yeah. Pit, Pit, Pit Boss Rich, yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> they're in Las Vegas. Uh, yeah, right. He took over after week five. Uh, he uh, the last segment. He uh, well, he lost to KC, a mm-hmm. big beatdown, uh, which was. Uh, What's it? Forty-eight to nine. Oof, but yeah. then he, he rattled off four in a row, including an impressive win over. In a row? Uh, yeah, in a row, including an impressive win over uh, the uh, the Colts. Yeah. I thought the Colts were going to take the game. Colts fucking faltered the last two games of the year, but they're not on the list, yeah. so we're not going to talk about the Colts. Yes. 
but close games, like with the Cleveland, what was uh, 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 16 to 14? Yeah. Denver was 17 to th- uh, 3. Uh, Indy was uh, t- uh, 23 to 20. And uh, yeah, they, they beat the, the Clippers in overtime, uh, right. 35 32. They're all, all one score games. Yeah. No, not, not just one score games. Oh, I, the, the Denver game was a. Uh, was four points, but yeah, everything else was a field goal. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, they uh, the Raiders ended up uh, ten and seven despite all their their uh, off the field uh, what do I say incidents? You know, yeah. talking uh, of course Gruden, uh, the unfortunate rug situation. Really, yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. What's that other guy's name? The Arden guy, the one who Arden. was like. He was a uh, like he had the the domestic assault with the gun and all that stuff. Oh yeah, I, I forgot. Yeah, oh, Arnett, Arnett, Arnett. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I mean that that aside, I mean uh, they still uh, you know steady as the course goes, right? And uh, they ended up in the playoffs, second in the uh, AFC West. Uh, we talked about you know Staley and the decision and. It, that's the weird thing. Had they had tied because uh, Indy lost earlier that day to Jacksonville, um, they would both be in the playoffs. So it's a, it's yeah. a weird, it's a it's weird math when it comes to three way tie. You know, it was funny because when before the the weekend, people were yeah. saying if they tied, would it be funny if they kneeled down fifteen times each and you know, mm-hmm. and then they almost fucking tied. Uh, you know, yeah. Despite <laughs> despite everything. Oh, oh, I heard too that because uh, of the odds and because of the pro- you know the the novelty of it, like yeah. uh, had they had tied, Vegas would have taken a bath on oh. like almost almost like half of their uh, their NFL wages would have uh, what you call you know because of the odds and stuff like that. Yeah, would have been lost. You know what I mean? Well, you know and. Like, I think, but they would have made up from the other side because the fucking Colts lost against the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm sure they were all in a fucking tease or a, some kind of parlay. They were probably the anchor team. Fucking Colts. Bitches. <laughs> all right, keep going. Moving on. Because we had a new player enter the game on week... What was it, week? 13? No, wait. Week 14. 15. Well, yeah, 14-15. Yeah. Uh, Daryl Bevel, right, the offensive coordinator for oh, the yeah, Jacksonville he, yeah, Jaguars. Yeah, he started week 15. You're right. Yeah. He had to take over for the uh, recently departed Urban Meyer. All right. I like how you uh, you flip-flopped their, their colors. <laughs> you noticed that? Nice. <laughs> yeah. That's a nice touch. Thank you. Um, so, what's it called? Uh... He inherited a little shitstorm right. out in. Uh, oh, <laughs> right. Well, Patrick McAfee was calling uh, Florida Jacksonville. Man. Yeah, he's calling him Clown Town. Why? Oh, did you hear about how about a, a bunch of uh, fans were dressing up as clowns to clown the organization? No, the I did not. Oh, you see? Yeah. Oh, wow, that's yeah. great. <laughs> and then he said that they should change their name to the Jacksonville Juggalos. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, he goes, he, 
You got a built-in fan base. That would be awesome, huh? But <laughs> <laughs> you guys running around and had no idea they they even liked football yet. They're sporting right, all the, the the team's uh, logo. Right. <laughs> <laughs> There's a run on teal clown shoes. No, I'm saying. <laughs> so, uh, Bevel, yeah, he went one and four, beating on week 18 the Indianapolis Colts. Knocking them out of the playoffs and uh, finishing one and three. Uh, what's it called? The overall performance for the Jaguars was uh, three and fourteen, giving them the first uh, overall draft pick this year. So that's two uh, two number one picks in a row. Uh, I don't know what the last time that's been done. Yeah, we'll talk about that on on our, on our draft on our draft special. Well, didn't uh, the Cardinals do it? Your Cardinals? Did they get the Rosen and then and then Kyler Murray the next year? Or no, did, Rosen was like Rosen third, was like right? eleven. Oh, Rosen eleven. Like, okay, yeah. Right. He he was. I think there was like three guys picked before him, but yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. My bad. Yeah, it might have been. If I were to guess, I would say the Browns. I'm not saying they picked quarterbacks <laughs> back to back. I'm just saying they had they had the first pick. Back-to-back. It was probably Yale or Harvard. Yes, you are. Hey, call back to last week's show. Yes. <laughs> All right. So let's uh, quickly segue and format to uh, the new players for next year. But first, let's 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 go over our, our hot seat and warm seat and see where we're at. Okay. We had on the hot seat, we had Mike Zimmer. And yes, that, that is true. So Minnesota is looking for a head coach. Yep. We had Matt Nagy from Chicago. And that is true. So Chicago's looking for a head coach. In fact, the rumor is never. Well, uh, uh, get back to me on that. Okay. Uh, we had Matt Rule in the in the hot seat. However, it looks like he's going to stay. Urban Meyer in the hot seat, and uh, he actually was the first guy to leave in our hot seat. Uh, we had the warm seat. Uh, David Coley, and that did come hap- That mm-hmm. did come to fruition. Uh, mm-hmm. Coley was dismissed. Uh, Pete Carroll. Still left to be seen. You know, uh, it looks like right now Seattle's going to stay where they're at with, uh, with the, I mean, right, I mean, I would imagine, right? Yeah. Uh, unless he announces a retirement or some sort of uh, change in management and or even ownership, right? Because because uh, homies, uh, the, the owner's sister just uh, inherited everything. So I don't know, she, she's not even sure what she's going to do with everything. You know what I mean? Really? Yeah, what was that guy's name? The uh, the Microsoft guy. What did I say? Paul Allen. Paul Allen was the owner. <laughs> Paul, Paul Allen from fucking American Psycho. Yes. <laughs> I thought it was Jody Allen. Well, yeah, that's his sister. That's the oh, okay, who, okay, okay. Yeah. So Paul Allen was the owner. Uh, he passed away. Uh, yeah, he's got like all that Microsoft tech money. He he also owns the or he owned the uh, the Trailblazer. So, oh, okay, all right. So yeah, so his sister inherited a bunch of his assets, including the teams. So uh, it's it's kind of like, what are they going to be doing? Yeah. All right. I just hate Seattle and uh, want them to uh, make bad decisions. <laughs> well, they are. They're going to have to get it. Uh, by all accounts, they're going to get rid of. Or we're not get rid of. They're going to trade Russell Wilson at the end of the year or soon. Yes. On draft day. 
Mm-hmm. To Kevin Costner. <laughs> For, uh, what's his name? Uh, Aaron Rodgers. Yes. <laughs> Can you imagine right. a one-for-one Aaron Rodgers and, and Russell Wilson? Possible? I think that would be the only equal trade. But I would do like a... Uh, I, I would do like a performance kicker. You know what I mean? I've heard uh, for for Russell Wilson, maybe the Saints. Oh, I heard a lot for Russell or, Wilson. Or like Pittsburgh. Or, or I heard Denver. Or even New York. New York is one that wants to do something. Uh-huh. And uh, they asked a... Uh, an unemployed, like an independent GM, yeah. what, uh, what they would do for Wilson. And he, he goes, uh, well, it would start with three draft picks and uh, we'll see what else you got from there. You know what I mean? Three? Holy fucking shit. So dude. three number ones? I mean, he, he's a QB1 for sure in the league. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and there's no QB1s coming out of the draft either. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they were saying uh, the, the number one dra- uh, quarterback in, uh, in the draft would be uh, number six the this past draft, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. So it's just like this is not the year. Yeah. All right, moving on after that, and then we just put Basachi in the warm seat because of the the intern or the yeah the interim head coach. In fact, uh, fun fact: he is the first interim head coach to make the playoffs. No. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. So, uh, good for him. Uh, Daryl Bevel is rumored to uh, to be a head. Uh, like they're saying, Daryl Bevel would probably be. Uh, no, no, it's the other guy, Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn is like the guy that Seattle would want if Carroll left. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So, okay. I'm sorry. So Zimmer's gone. Nagy's gone. Urban Meyer's gone. Mm-hmm. David Coley's gone. And then um, Joe right. Judge is gone from Joe the Judge, Giants. Right. And so is their GM at that fact, too. Yeah. And then Brian Flores from the from the Dolphins is gone. That was a weird one. I mean, I thought they'd give him an, oh, a year, another year or two because I thought he was doing some good shit down in, in Miami. Yeah. Yeah, I heard it was a whole power struggle thing. Hmm. That's too bad. They, they had a lot of good talent. It's just it, They were just a year away, I thought, man. But anyway, yeah. what do I know? Right. Um, Who else is gone? There's, there's. I know there's one other one. Uh, shit. Who did we cover? Um, it's Zimmer, Nagy, Meyer, Coley, um, Flores, and oh, Fangio. Fangio. That's Fangio. it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, thanks. In fact, too. Uh, rumor is that. Uh, the, the Bears might get or might reach out to Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh. Right, yeah. And and uh, he would, if, if Harbaugh gets it, he would get Fangs as his uh, DC. Yeah, and I heard he, he might even try to get Roman too as his OC. Well, Roman's still with his brother. I don't I don't know if he would just leave his one job for another. Hey, he might. Who knows? Yeah. Try to get the old gang back together. Get the but, band back together. Yeah, the band. <laughs> We're on a mission from God. Right. <laughs> Chicago. Yeah, very good. Oh yeah, shit, man. There you go, Julia. Jake. All the time to it, yeah. <laughs> Juliet, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> Juliet, Juliet. That's what I said, Juliet. Why did I say Juliet? No, I know it's not the same, but no. Juliet and Roman. Very good. Yeah. All right, man. Wow, that uh, 
we we'll have to wait till next year for another coach's corner. Damn. Oh yeah. Hey. Hey. So uh, teams. Yeah. Teams like uh, well, like the Jacksonville Jaguars. That they, they were. Uh, they were in court, and even uh, the Houston Texans. They uh, they're gonna have new head coach. Like they're gonna have back to back head coaches. Mm hmm. I'm gonna call that the Chipsula. <laughs> All right. Very good. Yeah, for, uh, in, in homage to uh, our team who did it with uh, Jim Tom Sula and uh, Chip Kelly. Oh yeah, Jimmy Tom Sula taking the yeah. pressure. <laughs> but no, what I want to say is just the. It, it's unfortunate where you have to do back to back head coaches. Right. Yeah. Oh fuck yeah. Uh, or like, well, okay. Everyone does back-to-back head coaches if they have a coaching change. But I mean, uh, first-year coaches. Are no, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And uh, and I, I'm sure uh, uh, Jim Tom Sula and, and Chip Kelly are not the first ones to do that. However, they probably are the first ones to do it on coaches' corner. <laughs> All right. And it's because of uh, Jim Tom Sula we started coaches' corner. So is it really? Or or no, it's either him or Kelly. Either either one. Mm. I want. We still have the freaking archives. We could look it up, but it's because of one of them. It's definitely because of one of them. <laughs> your it was your idea from back in the day. So I want to say it was Tom Sula, by the way. But what do I know? I have I have a 2017 is the oldest one I have. All right, so that's got to be Kelly, right? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I, I don't have a year on this one. I have Arizona with Steve Wilkes and Chicago with Matt Nagy. That was four years ago. That was 2018. Then I have uh, 2017 with uh, uh, Kyle Shanahan's first year. Was it Shanahan's first year was 17? Yeah, it says right here, coaches 2017. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then Hugh Jackson with the Browns. What, what year was that? Oh yeah, Four Niners, Chip Kelly. That was yeah, that was way back then. All right. Wow. Holy shit! Yeah, because we had uh, Chip Kelly and then uh, Shanahan. I know it was back to back, but fucking name. Oh shoot! I gotta get Shanahan on the the Chip Sulis Shanahan. <laughs> Shanahan and McVay, same year. They both started the same year. All right. Um, how's your beard treating you, man? Oh, good. Good, 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 good and gone. Uh, yeah, yeah, mine too. I almost forgot it was a beer show. <laughs> no shit, man. Uh, everyone's fast forwarding. Uh, skip ahead 30 seconds. Uh, so you had the, by L. Smith the Speedway style. Which variant did you have again? I forgot. I had the Mexican dark chocolate. Sea salt and Mexican coffee. Oh, there it is. Mexican dark chocolate, sea salt, and Mexican coffee. What would you like to rate this beer at? Oh, we have one. One of our friends have rated in. Uh, I, was, I thought it might have been you, but it's Christian M. Or Christian M. Yeah. Yep. Um, what do you rate this at? I'm going to give it a 375. 375 is an overall rating of 4.06. Christian M. 
Christian gave it a 4.5. You gave it a 3.75. What are your notes on this beer? I am going to give it, what do I say? Coffee. All right. Stouty and roasty. It's basically a coffee stout. I mean, the, the, there's chocolateness to it. However, uh, it has a really, really nice stout flavor. Okay. Coffee, stouty, and roasty save. And check in. Oh, these, hate these fucking badges. I wish they would stop giving badges. Nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Two weeks ago when they didn't give a badge. Remember I got all upset? upset? I was like uh, Darren McGavin in Christmas Story. Didn't they get a tie this year? Alright, um, this is... Uh, on a warm summer's evening On a train bound from nowhere I met up with the brewer We were both too drunk to speak By New Anthem I, I, I This is a great beer I, I think I like this one better Like I said than Haze Pipe I'm going to give it a uh, 4 to 5 I wonder what I gave Haze Pipe I forgot No hold on I'm, I'm going to look up Haze Pipe After I After I rate this one here it is. Train bound for nowhere has a overall rated of 4.09. None of our friends have rated it. And I'm going to give it a 4.25. It is uh, smooth. Uh, juicy. And uh, hazy. Because why not? Check in. Alright, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to go to our... Our feed here. I'm gonna scroll down to his pipe, and I gave it a four two five. So I like it better, but I rated it the same. So take that for what you will. All right, man. Anything else you'd like to add to this episode? Because we are. This is one of our longest episodes we've done all year. Yeah, let's talk about the book of Boba Fett. Oh shit, man! So part three. <laughs> no. no, hold on. Part. <laughs> You know, you, I'm being cheeky, but go ahead. Oh. <laughs> well, we can wait because, like, we we waited two episodes, and so we'll we'll talk about the three and four next week. All right. We can do like two at a time, because I, you know, right. I, I still haven't even watched the uh, the YouTube videos of, on any of them yet, like the oh, okay. the what the Star Wars nerds have said. Oh. Okay. All right. So we'll talk about that next week. All right, thank you for downloading yet again another Cold Brew Podcast. I am Greg. He is Sorcerer Chromatic. And we'd like to wish you cheers. Until next time. And somewhere in the darkness The gambler, he broke even But in his final words I found an ace that I could keep You got to know when to hold Know when to hold